0: Tom, we've been uh, we've been recording for a long time now. We uh, it's getting it's getting pretty late, and there's a storm outside. Uh, you wanna you wanna call it a day before something bad happens here in this recording studio?
1: No, I think we need to keep going, man. We've never we're not gonna back out now.
0: We ha- we owe it to our fans. Our fan. <laughs> All right, we owe it well, to I our guess, fan. I guess let's do um. Let's do our next episode on um what were we doing geologic eras, right? That's right. Okay. We just left off with the Pleistocene. Okay. So, more like Lames to scene. <laughs> 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 oh god. What happened? Uh, are we dead? Ugh. I wish we were.
1: We didn't even get to the Holocene. (laughs) Move towards the light, Neil. Move towards the light. Tom, are you dead? I think I always was dead. I have been for the last couple of years. Damn it, (laughs)
0: You'll make it, Tom. Um, to answer we'll,
1: your question, no. <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll both make it. We'll both make it.
1: We have to. We have to
2: hang on for our fan. For our fan. They are both about to die. The podcast has but one option: a controversial French procedure. Oh shit! We must do it now what's happened to us? Hello, Tom and Neil. The procedure was a success. We saved your life. But we had to merge you with your podcast recording equipment to do it. You are robots now. No! Here, you'll have to put on these cool modified bike helmets to live. Are we still Tom and Neil, though? No, you have to pick cool new robot names. You can be Nealtron2000. And I can be Autotom. I am now Nealtron3000. And I am Autotom. Autotom, roll out. Which one of us has the gold helmet? You, you can have it. Let's use these human voice modulators on our new helmets to record the podcast yep. now. We've been dicking around for like five minutes. I think this would be a grenade episode. I look forward to listening. Bom, bom, bomb.
0: That was a weird uh, time when we were robots, but uh, we're back to being humans now. We're human after all. Ooh, nice. Welcome back to a serious series of utmost importance—the series. I'm your host, Autotom. I'm your host. <laughs> Neiltron three thousand. Neil Tom three thousand. Yeah.
1: It doesn't really make sense. I'm not a robot anymore. Yeah. So adding Tom doesn't make you a robot. So Neil Tom, what are we what are we discussing today?
0: Wait, are you saying Neil Tom or Neil Tron? <laughs> Neil Tom. Did I say Neil Tom? Yeah. Oh. Wow, I'm well I'm I guess the recording will let us know, but what are we discussing today? Well, we're discussing the three foundation uh, founding principles of robotics as uh as governed by Isaac Asimov's laws. Yep. Via music of Daft Punk. Right. So there's
1: four albums that they have. So I'm guessing the the three robot laws are homework. Number <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah.
0: Discovery. Yeah. yeah. And is it human after all or random access memories? Definitely human after all. Random access <laughs> memories moves away from robotic stuff. But just before we get started for the for the our listeners out there, I love Daft Punk. They are one of my absolute favorite bands. They've been they were like one of the first pieces of music that I downloaded on LimeWire back in the day. Ooh. And ever since then it's just been man, they've been a huge huge influence on me. So I'm really excited so when, about this episode. When was that that you discovered them? I, well, so, I don't know. It was early 2000s, I think. Yeah. Post-Discovery, right? Post-Discovery, yeah. Right around, um, uh, Human After All had already come out, so maybe mid-2000s. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Same for me. I remember, actually, vividly remember where I was when I first heard that one. Um, I was on a school trip. I was in seventh grade, going to New York in Philly. Mm. and Philly, uh, and I sat next to an eighth grader, and he was like, "Hey man, you want to hear some cool music?" And I was like, "Okay." And then he played uh, one more time and harder, better, faster, stronger, and I was like, "I didn't know they made music like this. This is so, <laughs> this is so
0: cool." It was. That's that's a great it, intro story to Daft Punk, actually.
1: Yeah, it was like uh, a real moment.
0: It was cool. I feel like they would be happy that that happened. Um because yeah. they I mean we can start with talking about their their foundation, but they were just kids when it started. They were maybe like eighteen, so not eighth graders, but you know, essentially eighth graders. Basically. Yes, yeah, so the story all begins of two French guys. Three French guys, actually.
2: What? Mm-hmm.
0: Their their first band that they formed was in um was in high school. It's... Uh, I'm going to butcher their names, but... the Thomas uh, Bangalter, uh, Guy Manuel de wow. Homem Cristo, and Laurent Brankowitz. Okay. And the three of them formed this band in 1992, this indie rock band, wow. named after a Beach Boys song. They were called Darlin. <laughs> and they were Awful. I've listened I listened to they only released four songs. Actually. They only released two songs one was a cover of darlin um, And one was a song called cindy so loud and they were released on this studio compilation album and The They were they were bad songs darlin was a was way better. You can still listen to all these on YouTube um, but "Cindy So Loud" is just them saying the word "Cindy So Loud" over and over. Some really heavy guitar. It sounds nothing like Daft Punk. Um, and the review was of their two songs on this compilation album were, was awful. It was in this British music magazine called Melody Maker, and the review said it's a Daft Punky thrash. Mm. So then. After this, they were, like, really depressed for a few months, like, six or seven months. They... Not depressed, but, like, they weren't as into making their music. They released... They sent their uh, label two more songs, which ended up being Untitled 18 and Untitled 33, because they weren't released until a few years later. And Untitled 18 is really EDM, sort of sounds like early Daft Punk. And Untitled 33 is just, like, a rock and roll song with... um, Tomas singing without any distortion and he has a pretty good voice actually hmm. but the band broke up uh, after a year they were yeah. active from 1993 to 1994 okay so early 90s a lot of uh, I can't hear you early 90s a lot of grunge come through still can't hear you I lost all your audio
1: okay well still recording hold on let me uh, end this and then reconnect uh, can't hear you. Hello. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So I. So I said, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, early '90s, a lot of grunge music coming through. That's what. presumably
0: they were influenced by. They were, yeah, they were definitely grungy, um. And it, there, there weren't anything really. Spe- Darlin wasn't anything really special. It's fine that it broke up. Um. But in November of 1992, hold on. Whatever happened to the third guy? I'm glad you asked, actually. So, but this is it's all part of the story. So, okay. okay. In November Go 1992, ahead. the two guys who ended up being in Daft Punk, they went to their first rave, and they like loved the they loved the vibrations, they loved the vibe of like people dancing to music that they had never heard before. Where was this rave at? Probably Paris. <laughs> I think it was at Euro Disney. Are you serious? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, man. That's crazy. I think so, that is in Paris. <laughs> so Disneyland. Without Mickey Mouse, you wouldn't have Daft Punk. That yeah. actually ties back to the future when they worked for Mickey Mouse for Tron Legacy. Oh,
1: right.
0: It all comes for back those, to Euro Disney. Disney. Yeah. Um, and so they liked EDM. They liked the electronic influence. And the third guy did not. So he left the band, and he became the guitarist for Phoenix. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I always thought they there was some connection between the two. Now, it's proof that there is.
0: Absolutely, I I didn't think there was some connection beyond them being friends. They're just yeah, me too. I was like,
1: they much know each other.
0: But yeah, they were all in a band together at the beginning. Isn't that That's crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. Um. And so then, the other two guys they formed. This uh, electronic band, and they took their name from that crappy review, and they became Daft Punk. Wow! Doesn't that sound so that, like a fake story of how the name came?
1: Yeah, it's so weird, and I've always wondered. I, I used to think it was called Daft Punk Funk or something, <laughs> which is, makes it way less sense. Um, but that's crazy that they like. So, where they were not into electronic music until.
0: Yeah, they like were an indie years rock years band, like an all-rock band.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Um, yeah, they were, I think, 17. Whoa. And then... Okay, so how yeah. did they get started as... So once they became Daft Punk, like, what happened? So then... They became Daft Punk. They, in 1993, had made some, like, demo stuff. And they went to this show by a band called Slam. They were playing in Paris. I don't know this band, but I guess they were probably a thing back in the day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And um, like the manager of them. Well, I guess it's important to say uh, one of their dads was like a music producer in the 70s. He was like a disco music producer. So he had industry connections. So that probably Mm -hmm. did help. Yeah. So they ended up being able to play their demo for this band called Slam, and the band loved it, and they like bumped it up to their label, and their label um, signed them for a little bit. Cool. And they, the two of them, got like advice on contracts and stuff from the dad who is in the music industry, and yeah, so it is to have those connections, it definitely does. <laughs> So then in nineteen ninety four they had their first single as daft punk oh. it was called the new wave Have you ever listened to that song before not before like prepping for this episode no what is it is it good is it basically the starting point it is it's very very techno it's a little yeah. too hardcore for what i uh would think of as daft punk it's like very right. very you know not nuanced it's just Bunch of a bunch of beats. It's it's like good for that. Yeah. But they reworked it a bunch and it eventually gets sampled and reworked as a live track fifteen on their debut album.
1: Oh interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So do you wanna do you wanna skip forward
0: to the first album? I do not. Okay. There's uh the it's about to become their it's about to become the first album, but they had a they had another song before their next single their next single after this chronologically is defunct which is a great song Good song but in between that they had sent like a song that could be their second single and that was lost for twenty years and then in two thousand eleven the the record label soma was like digging through their basement, and they found this song. It's like an unreleased early Daft Punk song, and they released it.
2: It's Whoa. called
0: Drive. It sounds like rolling and scratching. It's a really, really good song. You should oh, definitely really? check it out on YouTube. Early Daft Punk is so cool.
1: It's, but it's definitely way more electronic, like you said. Mm-hmm. They, well, they kind of gone back and forth, like,
0: and then they just totally jumped off. Yeah, it's 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 like um, any any good. A lot of the bands we talk about, I think, have those uh, have those style changes, and I think that's what keeps them relevant. Yeah, um, Arctic Monkeys changes every album. Vampire Weekend, their last their fourth album was very different than the previous three. D- Daft Punk Discovery is very electronic. Sorry, no. Uh, Homework is very electronic. Discovery right. is a little more poppy. Yeah. Human After All is way more electronic yeah and then um random access memories is like disco yeah basically <laughs> um and they also did prime legacy which is like they did yeah really electronic right mm-hmm. that's it's one of my favorite albums of theirs <laughs> <laughs> so then they have the uh single defunct and then uh they start recording homework right do you know why it's called homework? I was literally just about to ask that question. No, why? <laughs> uh, they, because they recorded it in uh, Tomas's bedroom. They like okay. moved the bed out and they like brought all the recording equipment in, and they said it sound. It felt like they were doing homework. <laughs> I think it's a cool name. It is. And then they just had
1: on the album cover their typical daft punk written out in their the font that they like is that every daft punk album no i think it's only two of them right or is it three
0: i actually Some don't really know definitely has that. human after all has that in like a tv screen oh it does mm-hmm. oh you're right it's all of them but random Access memories which has
1: their robot heads
0: that's, that's kind of appropriate.
1: Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So, uh, homework. Big in the French house music scene, right? It
0: I must have been.
1: Yeah. Um, so, this song, the first song I ever heard, heard from this album was actually a music video. Which one? For Around the World. Oh wait, is that when I showed you the music video? I think so, probably. I was like, "Whoa!" So it it has robots, of course. Uh, It also has. I know there's like women wearing. I don't know. There's a lot. There's
0: like they look like synchronized swimmers almost. That's what it is. Yeah. And then there's people dressed as skeletons. Right. And each of the groups has their
1: own. Dance move slash just like step around, moving around in a circle, mm-hmm. sort of.
0: They're moving around the world. Yeah, that is a really cool
1: video for an amazing song.
0: So their videos were really important for this like early phase because it was 1997. Um, MTV was still a thing. Right. The music video for this um, was actually like the second one they released, but this is the this is the origin of the robot helmets because. Right now they're still themselves. They they don't do a lot of public appearances, but they aren't like hiding. Um and this uh, the director of the music video, Michael Gondry, came up with using motorbike helmets with antennas to make uh robots because they didn't have a lot of money to make this video. Right. Um yeah, so it must have inspired them to for eventually when they would adopt the helmets. So, is that them in the background of the robots? No, I don't think so. I think that's probably dancers.
1: Some dancers. Mm-hmm. Also mummies, I forgot the message.
0: Oh yeah. I mean of course. <laughs> um the first video that they released was for Defunct though, because that was their um that was their Only debut. Single. Mm-hmm. And, I haven't seen that video. Yeah, I hadn't seen it until prepping for this episode. It is. <laughs> it's kind of weird. The funk. It was directed by Spike Jones. Really? Mm-hmm. But that was before he was. big? I don't know. It might have been like around then. He must have been. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it has a dog. Yeah, so it's an anthropomorphic dog named Charles. He's. Um... Do you know what a ghetto blaster is? <laughs> no. so a ghetto blaster is like a boombox that's uh that's like you walk around holding the boombox plays the music yeah yeah so that's just what a ghetto blaster is so he's holding a ghetto blaster this entire video he can't turn it off he okay. can't he can't let it go it's playing defunct and he's just walking oh. around in new york city there's a yeah, lot this of is really uh, weird he's the song just mm-hmm the song is just on in the background and he's like just going around like this night he's talking you hear conversations the song is like not even the star of the video it's just charles
1: that's so strange
0: mm-hmm
1: like Jones has directed a lot of music
0: videos and they're all pretty weird i remember yeah. him you know, from where the wild things are honestly i don't remember what else yeah he did. that's right
1: um so this is one of the songs that i'm pretty sure Like in my head, whenever I think about it, I always think I know how it sounds, but I think I mainly think about it as mixed with other songs from Alive
0: 2007. Like, wait, that's not how it actually sounds. It uh, it goes like. Right. Right. And then the last track of the album is actually Funk Ad, and it's Defunk in reverse. 50 seconds it's really interesting um but yeah so the video was weird and depressing Mm -hmm. um charles is just like you know going through the day he runs into a childhood friend they're gonna go get dinner things seem to be turning around for him (laughs) but then she takes a bus to downtown he can't get on the bus because the bus doesn't allow radios and he can't get turned off to funk Uh, he has to walk around with his truck mm-hmm um then sorry we didn't mention but all of these videos were released after the uh i mean they were on mtv and stuff but they were also released after homework came out as part of this movie DAFT, a story about dogs androids firemen and tomatoes <laughs> did you watch all of these uh yeah i did
1: <laughs> so is is that true is that factual? Mm-hmm. Like dogs check,
0: yep. androids check, firemen? Mm-hmm. And tomatoes. Tomatoes. So how do the tomatoes come into this? Also, first, the, the movie itself is not like a movie with a plot. It's just five music videos and then some right. live stuff. So I don't really, it's not really considered a movie. It's just, I guess, how they released yeah. music videos before YouTube. But we already talked about Defunct. That's the dog. Around the world is the androids. Then Burnin' um, is okay. the next video. It's this kid watching his dad cooking on a grill. It catches fire. Oh he God. smiles like a pyromaniac. Then what? flash forward, and he grows up to be a fireman. Oh! And then there's a weird. there's a party in this high rise building, like a cool '90s party. Everyone's dancing. No one hears the fire alarm because they're all partying so hard. A lot of people wearing sunglasses <laughs> indoors. French house music scene, man. Crazy. No, I think it's I think it's set in New York, actually. Oh. This fireman eventually gets through and saves everyone. And flashback to him as a child. He pours water on the grill that was on fire. So that's the fireman. Okay, Tomatoes. Tomatoes. The so revolution. I'm watching this right now. There's a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> There's a lot of tomatoes. What the hell? These cops come. They uh, tell people to go home and turn off the music. This girl who looks really high stares at what looks like a bloodstain on this cop's undershirt. Then we just cut to her seeing tomatoes there's the growing of the it, tomatoes yeah the distribution of the tomatoes onto trucks yeah. they go to a grocery store this old lady buys the a whole life cycle of a tomato yeah and then it has cooking instructions in the video also boil
1: in a few seconds
0: Peel <laughs> the skins. chop the tomatoes set aside i wrote down all these cooking instructions because i actually wanted to try to make this tomato sauce it looks good right but then it pa- and then it goes back oh i see Mm-hmm. To the cop eating the spaghetti. hmm Yeah, the cop is her like son or grandson or whatever. I see. He so it wasn't his, a blood stain. It wasn't. He spills the tomato sauce tomatoes. on his shirt. And then he notices the girl looking at the tomato sauce and it distracts him, and the girl escapes from the cops because of that. That's kind of <laughs> And then the last music video is for Fresh, and it's yeah, kind of a, sequ- yeah, it's a good song. It's kind of a sequel to the video for Defunct because Charlie, the anthropomorphic dog, is in it again. Oh. But in this, the dog is an actor. He's still a dog. He's di- he's being directed in a movie by Spike Jones, so Spike Jones is in this video <laughs> playing himself. Um, they said they made this one to show Charlie being happy. Because he's happy and successful as an actor, and they didn't want all the fans to be depressed by the first video where everything sucks for Charlie the dog. He kisses his hot wife, and they drive away in a red Mercedes <laughs> convertible. Actually, I don't know if it was wow. a Mercedes. I think it was, but the YouTube is. video I found and was really, really blurry. Yeah. Wow. So he just stuck his dog face right into her mouth. That's, that's how dogs make out, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: That is awesome. Yeah, so that's the first Daft Punk movie. D A F T.
1: Do you think that they decided what these movies would be about based on their name,
0: like first half of their name? Like, I, I could, I could see it, but that, doesn't it also seem like it's such a weird collection of things? Maybe they just had the things. Actually, no. You know what? Tomatoes. There's no other reason to put tomatoes, tomatoes like in there. They it. could have done apples,
1: you know? Yeah. Daffa. <laughs> if he sees an apple stain on his <laughs>
0: shirt. <laughs> he's like, he's eating applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must have been. You're right. That's interesting. That's kind of cool to came think out about. In, so the album
1: came out in 97. Mm-hmm. And I guess the music videos probably came out right after, but then they finally released this in 2000.
0: Yeah, it was probably, I think they like made all the music videos cause, and then they were like playing on MTV, but this was sort of for people yeah. who wanted it at home. They just bundled it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So that's the homework uh, era. Right. Okay. And so
1: after homework, they went on tour, right? Um, I think so. Yes, because, because homework there's a, was 97.
0: Yeah, and there's an alive was, 97.
1: So it's actually Daft and Direct tour, I
0: guess. Oh, really? But it oh, happened in 97. That's a great song. There's so there's so many classic songs on Homework. We already talked about a lot of them, but just the other the one that I want to make sure that we that I give a shout out to is Daft and Direct because that's a, an amazing song. Yeah. Have you have you ever listened to Alive '97? Because I don't think I have. I haven't.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the so basically it's mostly the songs from from Homework. although the Short Circuit is in it, I guess, in its early stages, which is mm-hmm. just it's like the more one of the more electronic songs from Discovery. Um, but what I wanted to know is like it sounds like this was. When they went on tour this time, they were not wearing helmets. They're just like themselves, but they're also just like up as like a DJ, right behind the
0: behind the turntables. Mm-hmm. So they they did um. They didn't hide their faces, but they did. Sorry, they didn't wear the helmets, but they did hide their faces a little bit because they thought that like techno music is sort of an anonymous thing it's uh it's like an anti-star system they said so Mm. in all these meetings with executives they would have their manager go out and like buy them cheap plastic masks from party stores so so weird yeah so they were always a little they were always like a little eccentric like that yeah but they hadn't they hadn't solidified what they would uh, do but i'm not sure i think on tour they still like showed their face and stuff
1: huh that's weird um. Yeah, that definitely changed. It then became a star thing, right? Not for yeah. them.
0: yeah. Well, it's interesting because, um, the robots are famous, but you wouldn't know what they look like. Yeah. So they—that's probably why they uh, part of why they did it, right? They get to be anonymous, right? If they want. That's so cool. So
1: early nineties. They came out with their first album, mm-hmm. toured Europe and North America, and released an album after it. It's a pretty good start. Yeah. But, but why did it take so long in between Homework and the next it took like
0: four years, right? Is that a long time? That seems like a pretty normal amount of time. I guess, that,
1: I guess in the Daft Punk realm, it's relatively
0: normal um i don't know why it took so long but i imagine they were touring um like you said and then you know the music changed so much between homework and discovery that probably takes a bunch of time
1: i think they had actually started recording in 1998 oh really yeah and it took like three years for them to actually record and I think to your point, like it was a very different type of album. Music was pretty different, um so I don't know. It took, it took a long ass time, but it was well worth it, right? Yeah. I I remember back then I was like sitting on pins and needles waiting for this album to come out. I couldn't
0: <laughs> wait when you were five. <laughs> yeah. Uh so but but between uh, before discovery actually comes out there's some other stuff that happened. Um they released mm. a remix album for well, we already talked about alive 97, but they also released a remix album called daft Club. And mm. um that's like remixes of Homework. It was actually released on like their fan website initially because isn't that such like a 90s thing? Yeah. Um but so that was sort of uh promotion for Discovery. And at the same time that they're recording Discovery, um, they're making this thing, uh, this this movie. And basically, when they got famous, they made a list of people who they wanted to work with. All these people were trying to collaborate with them: George Michael, Madonna, and they well, were like, they were like, no, thanks, really, yeah. yeah. Um, but the person that they did want to collaborate with was this dude who makes who made this anime called Captain Harlock.
1: Captain Harlock.
0: Mm Hmm. I haven't I haven't seen this, but apparently it was very influential. Okay. So what's this guy's name? I wrote it down. Uh, Laiji Mastumoto Okay. So they of all
1: not George Michael, not Madonna, this anime guy.
0: Yeah. From Japan. So they are working with him to make this anime silent anime movie. It's just to be it'll be scored by their next album, but there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and bef- but before they start making this movie, they actually do the thing that we alluded to in our cold open. Right, they were in an accident. Yes, and, uh, it was December. The story goes it was December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, and they're recording in their studio at midnight. Oh my god! They were Remember obsessed Y2K? with. They were obsessed with Y two K. Oh no. Um so they say there was an accident and they say now we're robots. Oh my gosh. That's how they became robots. Mm-hmm. I always wondered. And uh what Tomas has the horizontal visor, right? I think so. And the other one is like vertical, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. The hor- they're both cool. The horizontal one has text that can display and the vertical one has like a light show. They're they're different but they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the horizontal one has, we're not dead, but we become robots in like this announcement video. Um, And I was, I told you, I watched this uh, documentary on them and they go into the detail of how the helmets were created. They got this prosthetic guy in uh, LA named Tony Gardner Mm -hmm. to make them. They like made plaster casts of their face and then they designed these helmets and they wanted the helmets done before Discovery um, and bef- and while they were making Interstellar uh-huh. because they wanted the helmets, the robot versions of themselves to be in Interstellar. Which they are. They are. Well, I was very surprised very by brilliant. that. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you want to talk about Interstellar a little bit? Yeah, that sounds good. I remember
1: like, trying to look up music videos for these songs and being like, wait, what the hell is going on? Like, is this... Some fan just take like some anime they like and make. That's a totally what I anime thought too. A music video, and yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. So, um, um, so Interstellar, 5555. The secret, the story of the secret star system. And is it all the, of the SS, f- S's are replaced <laughs> with fives?
0: Yeah, so it's not. It's the f- five Tory five story, of the, the five secret. Five secret. Five, five, five tar. tar five. five Eastum.
1: So, this movie is about, uh, this band. Uh, they're all, they're alien band, right? They all have purple, uh, they have blue skin. And it opens with them playing this great song one more time. Uh, on stage to basically the whole planet is listening. Mm -hmm. And as the, as they're playing, everyone is so into the song that, uh, the guys who are supposed to monitor for alien invaders are not paying attention and uh, these, classic those guys these, uh, and of course as this is happening um, a spaceship comes through and releases these like soldiers who come on stage they gas everyone and they gas the band and kidnap them
0: yeah well yeah, so that's during the, during, at the end of one more time. We, we can basically talk about the songs on Discovery at the same time as the movie, cause, yeah. Like each it's song on Discovery is in the movie yeah. and stuff happens in the movie to each song. Yeah. So I was really confused during one more time because I didn't know what the story of the movie was gonna be. I just, and I saw that the, these blue guys, and then during one more time, they have like overlays sometimes of them and the lead singer who is blue has an overlay that is him as a black guy and i was really confused and then <laughs> um the drummer and the other uh, and the guitarist and um and the bassist are white and i was like nice. so did they just randomly make this one alien blue like black why did they do that um so i didn't know it was foreshadowing i thought it was just like a weird animation choice yeah um yeah. Together the whole movie. So One More Time apparently is the song that opens up the US for Daft Punk. Right. You mean that was like a big breakthrough. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. Yeah. The uh the uh, when I first heard it, did you think that the guy singing was like Daft Punk? Oh, of course. Yeah. I was like, this guy's got a great voice. Yeah. Like Daft. <laughs> Uh, it's Romanthony
1: so is this um I should know this but I know this album has like a lot of samples Mm -hmm. and I think this was one of the big sample ones but was it just the music that was sampled
0: and then they got Romanthony to sing it yeah yeah Romanthony I don't know the exact relation but I think um one of the members of Daft Punk sort of has a record label that Romanthony was on also. Okay. And so they, like, became friends through that. But, yeah, One More Time samples this other song and then Romanthony sings over it. Okay. But but you're absolutely right. This is, like, one of the first albums in general that had, like, heavy uses of samples. Right. Um, and actually, I only remembered about Romanthony because he died in 2013.
1: I remember that. That's so sad. Yeah. He, he sang. Was... Sing... Oh, he also sang in too long.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, uh, and then the only other song in the album that has people singing is what? Face to Face, right? Right. If you're not counting Robots. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that was not Anthony. That was someone named Todd Edwards, who I've never heard of. I guess because he didn't die of kidney disease in 2013.
1: Weird. These random guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, thoughts on one more time. Like it? Not like it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you sort of have to like it. Yeah. I don't know anyone who could hear that song and think, ah, oh, this is a piece of shit. It's still one of my favorite it's songs. From definitely. Definitely. I, it's It's weird because, like, you know how this music that you grow up with sometimes you don't think of it in terms of like oh this is that band you just think of it as like one more time and one more time i know in my head that it's tap punk but in my head it's also just like you know one more time it's its own thing right it's so big yeah and it has such a strong place yep it takes on a life of its own (sighs) Great. made me a huge rome anthony fan you know yeah
1: man i was crushed when he had that
0: kidney disease (laughs) Uh, so after the stormtroopers descend from the alien ships, aerodynamics yes. starts.
1: Right, which is one of the electronic album or songs. That one, right? Yeah. And so in that one, uh, what's happening in the movie at that point is that when they're pacing?
0: Yeah. So the the, the gas knocks out crime? most of the band members except for the guitarist. He yeah. runs away, and they're chasing after him during aerodynamic. And then they get him. Then at the end of aerodynamic, the control center dude, who, who was just too into one more time and allowed this invasion to happen because he's bad <laughs> at his job, um, he clicks this distress button. He like like barely gets over the desk. He's like,
1: Ugh,
0: <laughs> and then clicks it. But yeah, it is.
1: And it's, it's shaped like one of those, like under, I don't know how you would describe it, but like, it's it's got like the the really
0: sharp edges, electric guitar, just real rock and roll stuff, you know, real rock and roll. Um, (laughs) And uh, this is the best part. It sends the signal to a giant spaceship shaped like that guitar (laughs) (laughs) with one guy on it. And that's uh that's when digital love starts.
1: Yeah, which is a great, great song. Um, I you one of my favorites from that uh, from that album, especially like the first minute.
0: I, I it's a good song. It's not. It's not in my top three on the album, though. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I may agree.
0: My my top three. Oh man, there's so many good songs on this album. I don't even know yeah. how to... But Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger is number one. Yep. Than dolls. What? Yep, I love dolls.
1: Is that the like classical one?
0: No, no, that's the... You know, maybe it's classical. It's like the... <speaking in Spanish> oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <speaking in Spanish> yeah. That one
1: yeah oh yeah. um, that's so i never would have expected that was it's just a, it's a good song it is
0: um so during crescendo- digital i yeah. always
1: thought it was called crescendo list until right until like this morning <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why
0: i always saw that as a an I. no so it's, the the fictional band name in this movie is the crescendos also I know, and I thought
1: they were like, oh, they took crescendo lists and then made it into crescendo.
0: <laughs> it's really stupid. Nah, that's okay. Interesting. Um, d- so that's... Digital love is a little bit creepy, you know, on the on in the movie.
1: It's not creepy.
0: Okay, so it's this guy,
1: he's uh he's cleaning the outside of his ship in space and listening to the song and uh yeah then he like goes into his ship i guess after he almost he gets too into it and he flies off but then he gets back in and uh he's like dreaming about the the girl in the band Mm -hmm. who comes out of the he has posters of the band all over his room and And he has a poster of her above (laughs) his bed and, and then he imagines
0: she comes out of the poster and grabs him, and they like fly around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then he's about to make out with her in his dream sequence, and then he gets the signal that the band was kidnapped. Yeah, and, and he's, he's so like, oh my god! And he's pissed off, and he like springs into action. Yeah, and he like chases the kidnap the guitar ship, chases the <laughs> kidnapper ship through a wormhole. And yeah. Then they both crash land on Earth. Right. So this guy, this guy never gets a name though. On Wikipedia, his name is Shep. Really? Yeah. I like just, guy in my notes, I call him Captain.
1: Yeah. Captain. Yeah, so this is where you realize that the kidnappers are actually from Earth.
0: Mm-hmm. That blew my mind also. Uh um, I, I really like
1: the song. So, what's your third favorite song on the album?
0: So, number one is Harder, Better, Fast, Stronger. Number two is for Shendall's. Number three is either um, face-to-face or one more time. Whoa. I love face-to-face. It's I face-to-face.
1: Too. I do, too. It's, that's definitely in top three conversation.
0: What are they saying in
1: that song? I don't know, but I wanted to talk about that because you, me, and Jake each had different interpretations of what they're saying.
0: I, I think they're saying it's the thug life. It's the thug life. It's the third I thought, life. I
1: thought they were saying face to face now. If only and there Jake was a... thought it said
0: "must have hurt now." <laughs> okay, well Jake's just wrong.
1: Must have hurt now.
0: I'm just gonna look up the lyrics because I can't believe. Oh, no, that ruined that. it.
1: That ruined it. We shouldn't look up the lyrics. I think I have looked up the lyrics, and all it says is, "It doesn't." That part's not included in the lyrics. Just background noise. Oh my God, you're
0: right. It's not. Yeah. So we'll never know. <laughs> what are they saying <laughs> oh god um yeah so the next song in the album and the movie is harder better faster stronger
1: great song one of their most known in part because it was sampled by Kanye West which is also yeah. a decent song it's not nearly as
0: good stronger is a really good song it's probably one of my favorite Kanye songs but that's probably because i love that funk yeah Um, the in the what's what's happening in the movie at this time during Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger? I think it's where this is where they are. So the band is taken to Earth
1: and given new identities as humans.
2: So they get their
1: memories wiped and their skin turned white in the case of three of them, and black for the (laughs) one guy. (laughs) They're like, who is Romanthony?
0: Yes, Romanthony. Yeah, the I'll singer. Song. Well, I don't know. In I'll my head, the they're the same. The band. Yeah, because he's the singer on these songs.
1: Right. So, they turned them into looking like humans. And then, I think in the same, in the same song, they, the guy who kidnaps them, he's like this old guy. And, uh, he gets them to record their music. Uh, and, like,
0: he's, he's like, their producer or something. They're no, all brainwashed. I, I think that's in the next song. Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, they're just, like, becoming okay. the, the human versions. And then the evil guy who kidnaps them evilly laughs at the end. Right.
1: One great thing about Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger that everyone should check out is the game you can play online where there's different key... Like, for each different key on the keyboard, you either get or that next one's better. Faster. Oh my you remember god! Remember that? I and, remember. Like, it just that. has the backing track, and you have to like try to time it. Oh,
0: really what how, what is that called? How do I find <laughs> yeah. that?
1: It's really fun. Keyboard game.
0: Daft Punk uh, keyboard game. Just Google Daft Punk keyboard game.
1: Yeah. Created by code pen
0: mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing that happens in the um, video like besides them becoming uh, white and black is that they get these glasses that have this mind control chip in them. Right.
1: That's how they're mind controlled.
0: Yeah. And then and it's Krishendolls.
1: They... Krishendolls. So that's where they're recording. The guys exploiting them.
0: Uh, and No, before, first, before they start recording, there's an interlude where this record executive is watching a VHS tape of their performance of One More Time from the first scene, but with them as uh, white and black people instead of blue people. Oh. Then crescendo all starts. Right. And just as a point during my notes for this movie, I wrote... During Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, uh, I have some notes. I love this movie. That's the first note. Second note, holy shit, now there's a machine that's painting the blue people as their respective races. Yeah. Oh my god, this movie is actually about how underneath skin color we're all the same, just blue people.
1: Oh. See, aren't you glad that they decided to collaborate with this guy, George
0: Michael? <laughs> freedom, freedom would, a uh, freedom times Daft Punk would be cool. Uh, but then crescealss, yeah, they're recording all the things they release one more time as a single mm-hmm. but they're all unhappy,
1: yeah, they look really they don't look sad they just look like nothing right because they're mind controlled they're just vegetables who're really good at singing and playing music
0: it's true Especially they they give song. they give names to the band characters during this did you see that right yeah,
1: they're like this guy's from Munich he's from New York.
0: I I paused it all and wrote it all down. Do you want to hear it? (laughs) Yeah. All right, so the girl is named Stella. She's on bass, age 24, birthplace Memphis, Uh loves fashion, shopping, and rodeo, and hates animal hunting.
1: Whoa, okay. That's funny.
0: Guess what the guy on guitar's name is? Spike. Close. It's Arpeggios. (laughs) Arpeggios. (laughs) What? He's, eight, he's 27 years old, born in London, loves jet skiing and gourmet cooking, and hates golden boys.
1: What does that mean?
0: I don't know. I wrote, what the fuck is a golden boy? Like Golden Girls, the show? No, one word, golden boy. Golden boy. What? Oh, no, man. Okay. No. The short guy on drums is named Beryl. Barrel. Barrel? B-A-R-Y-L. He's twenty years old, born in Munich, loves boxing, beer, and horror movies, and hates ice skating. Interesting. <laughs> and then uh, keyboard and vocals is Octave. Oh. Cool. Age thirty-two, born in Brooklyn, loves dancing, chess, and DJ. Not DJing, just DJ. DJ. He loves D- DJ. He loves D- he loves lamp. It's like Give <laughs> me to it. Um, and he hates Injustice. Ah.
1: So one guy <laughs> hates Injustice, the other guy hates ice skating?
0: Pretty equivalent, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and then what? the song ends with One More Time being number one on the charts, Global Smash hit.
1: Yeah. So, Sean one of your favorite songs. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just such a catchy song.
1: Next up, got night vision.
0: That's that's kind of that's a it's, it's slow a slow one, right? It's slow and it's the really vision, really short.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I don't remember what happens in this one. It,
0: Nothing really happens. The band is just like being sad. And then there's yeah. like record executive goons that won't let them leave. Okay. And uh, what did you say the guy in the spaceship's name was? Shep. Shep. Yeah. So Shep is like. Um, he
1: crash-landed in the trees or something. Yeah, in the so now
0: he's, like, going through... Uh, he's, like, in New York City or something, and he sees the dolls on a screen in Times Square and sees that Stella is now white, not blue, and he shakes his fist angrily, and the song ends.
1: <laughs> do you think people would notice a blue guy walking around?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but he's wearing, like, a cloak, so... Yeah, of course. I, I gotta say, the next one, Superheroes, the the inclusion in this movie made me like the song more than I did before I watched this movie. This is a very action packed. Yeah. Sequence, right? Yeah, definitely.
1: Is this the one where he is able to
0: rush on stage while, at, while they're playing? hmm. So there's a, there is a stadium. People are waiting for the concert to start. This crescendo's blimp comes over. And I guess the band descends from the blimp and f- with that's like
1: fireworks. Awesome. I wish I could go to a concert <laughs> where that happened.
0: Right. I feel like that's that must have been what it was like to see Michael Jackson perform back in the day. I was gonna
1: say that's the only thing that's even close, right?
0: Yeah, because I remember down from the roof. Yeah, there's like a story room. where someone was on like in the back of the stadium, like a Michael Jackson. Um, like look alike, and people thought it was Michael Jackson, and then like he evaporates in smoke, and then the real Michael Jackson comes on stage, and people were like, "Oh my
2: God, he's,
1: oh my God, he's a wizard."
0: <laughs> uh, so then Shep flies it in the air over the stadium, above the crowd, lands on stage. He has this device that breaks the mind controlled glasses. He clicks it. Oh. He frees the three band members besides Stella, oh. and then the record executive guy steps in front of him and he can't save Stella. And then everyone just fucking leaves Stella behind.
1: Yeah. How does the thing not work if the guy is just
0: standing there? That's stupid. Because, um, you know, you know, technology doesn't yeah. work through people. Alien technology. Uh, so, the song
1: is... Uh... No, keep going. Right, I like... just saying... Yeah.
0: Then there's a chase scene and then Shep gets shot.
1: No. And he has like yellow blood.
0: Yeah, he does have yellow blood. So how does that work? If the crescent dolls as like their outward appearance is is white or black, but then I think they if they get blood. a cut, yeah, yeah. People think they have hepatitis.
1: Yeah. Is you that
0: know what happens? No. <laughs> <laughs> um then it's high life
1: life this is the one where it, it sounds like they're saying bone, bone, right yeah is that what they're saying
0: what do you think they're saying
2: boner, I... boner bon...
0: <laughs> exactly. yeah i can see that uh, I, mean, I don't think that's what they're saying? saying i thought they were saying high life
2: high high life. life.
0: Uh, i don't know that's it's like face to face. Who knows what they're actually saying? Yeah.
1: So in this song, it has something to do with with the girl, right? Ella?
0: Yeah, there. Uh, she's the only one that they the evil executive has left. He forces her to go to a modeling show, then wear a fancy dress. Then they're going to the Gold Record Awards. And th- oh, this is actually great. This is the one. This is the the song in the movie that has Daft Punk in it.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they're at the award ceremony
0: and they're nominees
1: for best best song or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. There's like a few, few fake random bands. bands
1: and then Daft Punk. Yeah. And they look at each other and one of them's got, I don't know, like something flashes onto their helmet. Yeah.
0: So it's them as robots. This was like, this was why they wanted to have the helmets done before Discovery came out because they needed to include it in this scene. Um, Tomas's visor says happy. And then uh, Guy Manuel says, it just has a question mark on it.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Just during the nomination thing. Then the Crescendos win, and uh, Tomas' helmet says, great.
1: <laughs> oh, that's very nice, very humble.
0: Mm-hmm. Then the drummer frees Stella during right. the award ceremony, and Barrel. they escape in a cab driven by Octave.
1: And then next song, "Something About Us," sad song. Sad song. The robot singing. Shep Better dies. Away. He dies in an alley alleyway.
0: In New York. No, they're in a warehouse. Oh, they're in a warehouse. Yeah, they go to a warehouse. He like holds out his hand to her and imagines like being through flowers or something. Yeah, I think people. This is like the love theme.
1: It is definitely.
0: Yeah. But that's pretty all. That's pretty much all that happens. In it. Yeah, he dies. Yep. Then Voyager.
1: So Voyager is the one that goes
0: right, or is that very? I think I'm not so. actually sure. So a lot, yeah. That's a, another thing. A lot of the songs,
1: right? Uh,
0: a lot of the instrumental songs, I get confused. Yeah, it's I just hard. I have to think about it.
1: Don't remember what happens in this one,
0: but they just bury uh Shep and then and then Shep's spirit like ascends <laughs> into the sky. You know. Of course. <laughs> as it does. He's the his Voyager. His naked... his Oh my god, he is the Voyager. I never put that together. Yeah. Uh that his naked blue spirit ascends and they all wave bye to him. And then Veritas Quo, which no, is this another. Is the classical one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, is this where they storm into this castle or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. They go to Darkwood Manor. Darkwood Manor. Mm hmm. They're in this creepy Castlevania house. They find this book in the library called Veritas Quo. And this is where I lo- sort of lost the plot a bit. I was really confused. So, I. Read about it. Maybe someone
1: explained it at some point. Okay. But so this guy,
0: Darkwood, right? Whoever the bad guy is. He's the son of the Earl of Darkwood, I think.
1: Okay. Maybe. So he has been traveling around the galaxy and finding really cool alien bands and kidnapping them to get old so is,
0: yeah, yeah, I got that. But is he immortal then?
1: If, if he. Gets all of the gold records. I think if he gets five, fifty-five, fifty-five gold records, which seems pretty impossible, mm-hmm. he will rule the universe.
0: Yeah, how does that work?
1: He's got all the music, man. Music saves
0: <laughs> the world. Uh, so it like shows him kidnapping an alien and turning him into like Mozart or something, and then like all these famous musicians yeah, throughout history. So I he must be physical. immortal. I just don't get. I just don't get how old
1: money makes you live forever
0: there's all these I cultists and and like the music executive guards or terminators it's kind of crazy yeah so that's the veritas quo <laughs> <laughs> right but then it ends with him he chris uh one more time is the 5555th record so he has all the records he needs now yeah. he has this giant machine where he puts all the gold records. Also, there was no gold record in the time of Mozart. <laughs> there was no record.
1: It didn't have a record records at all.
0: Maybe that was just like practice. Ugh. Kidnapping and being a manager. Be um, so then there's this machine filled with lava. He puts Stella into it. Uh, yeah. Then the band kills the robot. And then all the cultists jump into... Oh, no, no. So then Arpeggius kills the evil manager by pushing him into this vat of lava along with One More Time, the golden record. Oh. All the cultists jump in afterwards. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why they did that. That was kind it. of confusing. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's it. But then, in short circuit...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. What happens?
1: I think, doesn't the guy get tased or something?
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then they realize,
0: oh, he has blue skin. Yes, yes. He breaks in to steal the Masters for one more time because the discs containing the band's original memories are inside the Master. Right, right. The security guards tase him for being black, and then uh, back at Darkwood, an evil spirit rises into the sky.
1: <laughs> that was
0: actually pretty creepy. That was. And then face-to-face. Great song. Great song and great use of the song in the movie.
1: Yeah. So in this one, they are trying to get back, right?
0: Mm, Yeah, humanity discovers that the Crescendals are actually aliens that were kidnapped, and then humanity bands together to send them home.
1: You can do that today. Yeah. There are some aliens. We'll send you guys home. I mean, yeah. you might only make it to Mars but...
0: <laughs> well oh we didn't mention at the beginning, but there's like a wormhole right outside of Earth right. That's how that that's how like a they travel big
1: silver square.
0: That's how they travel to and from the secret star system.
1: Yeah. So that's what that's what we're trying to do.
0: Mm-hmm. The record executive uh, not the evil manager guy. the record executive helps them because he was good all along. Yeah. All the crescendals are blue now. Humanity accepts them as blue people. So Humanity they builds them a spaceship. Them? I guess so. That <laughs> uh, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but the spaceship then, uh, like, the outer layer drops off, and I think it's the guitar ship that they're in, right? Yeah, it is. That's, okay.
1: I don't, I guess they were able to repair it or something. Found it in the jungle.
0: All right. <laughs> Makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah. And then last but not least, too long.
1: Mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, Great song. Yeah. Starting it's really two. long. It is. I didn't it's know how long, long it was. <laughs> it's it was
1: 10 minutes exactly, right? Which they did it on purpose. hmm. Right. It's uh, actually in two parts, which is pretty cool. Right. There's Is three it? parts of the song? I always
0: oh yeah! It like it, it's like sort of slow, and then halfway through, it just like kicks up yeah. a notch.
1: Yeah.
0: Um.
1: So in this part of the sequel of the movie, they're traveling through space, and it's like, yeah, it's all good. But then the evil spirit of the son of the, the, what, the son of the Earl of Darkwood or something. Oh
0: bird. yeah! 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 yeah. But you know what? Thinking about it soul. now, maybe it's also the spirit of all the cultists. Yeah, it's a
1: really big. It looks like his head. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's got a weird hairstyle.
0: Yeah. And, evil guy uh,
1: hairstyle. Evil guy hairstyle. Evil kinda anime like guy hairstyle. Dr. Eggman or Dr. Robotnik. Either one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our is, new though. thing. Dr. Eggman in every episode and then yeah. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Still waiting for that. Spider Verse.
1: But uh, it swallows them. The spirit of this guy swallows them.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: uh, they're like somehow saved or something by the good spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I wrote, but what's this? Exclamation mark. The spirit of the captain or Shep fights him off.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: then there are just flashbacks to the rest of the movie, which I didn't think were necessary.
1: <laughs> they're like, we ran out of stuff.
0: Yeah. Then they make it back home, and they land straight into a concert where they play the end of Too Long.
1: Don't you think they would be kind of tired?
0: I guess. I guess the power of music gives them the energy. Tom, I didn't know you hate music.
1: I think.
0: I think it's probably condensed over a long period of time, the journey home. You know.
1: What if the relationship of time is different on Earth than it is there? So it was really Mm. only like five minutes.
0: Possible, it makes as much sense as the lava spirits of the cultists, you know. <laughs> and so, this was but how does the concert. End? The con no, no before the actual okay. ending. The concert is simulcast back to Earth, and on their home planet. So everyone in the universe loves the dolls now. That's pretty special. And Captain Dead Guy gets a statue on the home planet.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the ending blew my mind. Yeah, do you want to talk about that?
1: so it turns out it was all just a dream <laughs> by some kid who was listening to discovery right or yeah Alive, so
0: something. no no so he has a live 97 on vinyl also but yeah. he was listening to discovery so he's asleep with his blue action figures but what confuses me is that it shows the record being on side d of discovery and it's a record there's three other sides. That means he had to have woken up during his naps and flipped from A to B, <laughs> and then changed the disc to disc two, played side C, then woken up one more time and flipped it to side D.
1: That's unacceptable. That they let that slip.
0: Or his parents were doing it for him. But if you know, if the parents see that he's asleep, it's kind of dumb to keep playing the we music. Keep playing. Wait, put it on side C for him. <laughs> uh. So that was the ending. So it
1: turns out it was all a dream, and he had boys of all of these characters. Yep. So Shep never did get that uh, statue after all.
0: I guess or Shep statue. didn't exist. <laughs> um, but, you know, watching Interstellar um, and to a lesser degree, DAFT, a story about dogs, androids, tomatoes, and firemen no flip that fireman and tomatoes watching those reminded me of like one of the things that I actually love about this podcast is that it sort of forces me to get exposed to the peripheral stuff of groups or uh, artists that I love. But like, I would never have watched interstellar at this point in my life if I wasn't going to do a podcast episode about it. Right.
1: Yeah. And I had never watched any of those except for like one, like one more time or something. Yeah. I was extremely confused every time. I was like, I forget what the music video is like. I should look. And I'm like, oh, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. It's this weird blue anime thing. <laughs> uh,
0: but then that's the end of the Discovery Era. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good place for us to pause this episode. Yeah. And so thanks for listening. Come back next week or if it's already out immediately for part two. <laughs>
1: I recommend binging it all. (laughs) Actually, the correct order is
0: listen to this, then Into the Um, (laughs) Spider-Verse. Then watch the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. Exactly.
1: So which two combination of uh, early Daft Punk band members (laughs) come together to create the
0: perfect Daft Punk, early Daft Punk song? So I don't know if the band members have enough like actual personality, but I'm gonna go with uh, Arpeggius and Octave because that's the keyboard and vocals and guitar. You you don't you know. Although you need drums and you need bass, so it would be kind of crappy if it was just keyboards and guitar.
1: Actually, yeah. So if I go with Beryl and Stella, it's more of like a drum and bass, right? Yeah, be like some bit early
0: stuff. that's this true but you need a little bit seriously. of you need a little bit of guitar too i think that's true that's why
1: they're so good together <laughs> that's why they're a number one hit in all of the galaxy
0: that's true anyways thanks for listening um and see you soon